The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Avengers Initiative, Ms. Marvel. Welcome to the Avengers Initiative, Ms. Marvel, a PoppyChuloRadio.com original series, Poppy Chula Radio, pop culture on demand. Today is Thursday, June 9th, 2022, and I'm your host, Jeffrey Aruz. During this podcast, we'll be having an in-depth discussion on Disney Plus's Ms. Marvel. Please welcome my co-host, Priscilla Obregón. Hey, everybody. And Vinny Hatcher. My name is nowhere near as fancy, but hi. It's fancy enough. We could just make it hashé. There you go. Let's jump (laughs) into our discussion of Season 1, Episode 1, which was titled Generation Y and debuted June 9th, 2022 via Disney+. Here's the official synopsis of the episode. Kamala Khan attends AvengerCon, only to discover that she herself might have superpowers. Dun, dun, dun. All right, everybody. So let me ask the, the, the question that I usually ask at the start of uh, our Disney plus Marvel MCU adventures. How familiar are we with uh, Kamala Khan, Kamala Khan as Ms. Marvel? Uh, I'll start off with Priscilla. Again, just like Moon Knight, I'm going to say I was completely, like, blindsided by by Miss Marvel. I know nothing about her. I know that, except that uh, there was a huge hubbub online about them changing her powers, that she has powers kind of like Mr. Fantastic in the comics, but they couldn't do that for this show, so they have her do, like, kind of something like Star Bolts. But... I didn't mind that because I don't know her originally, so anything superhero-y sounds pretty good to me. Yes, she embiggens. That doesn't really explain much, but um, that's what she does. She embiggens. All right, Vinny, what about you? What's your relationship with uh, Ms. Khan, Ms. Marvel? So before Captain Marvel came out, I always confused the two of them, so... That was when I first started understanding there was a difference because um, the Marvels were never really a big thing that I was interested in in the Marvel world. And then I became most familiar with her when I played the Avengers video game on Xbox. And I got to experience the game from the perspective of her. And I got more familiar with her and a little bit interested. Like I read a little bit of comics, but it didn't really do it for me. I mean, she's definitely a great character, just not my cup of tea uh, in the comic world. Uh, so going into this, like I, I, I would say I had like a, a layman's basic knowledge and understanding. I, kn- I knew enough to be disappointed with the way they handled her powers. I'll, I'll say that much. That was the only thing I didn't like. Oh, okay. All right. Ooh. Vinny's persnicketiness is already showing. Always. Yes. Okay. And as far as my knowledge of Ms. Khan, similar-ish kind of to Vinny, uh, I used to play a game, well, I still sort of play it-ish on occasion on my phone called uh, Marvel's Contest of Champions. She was a champion that you could acquire at a certain point, and uh, she had an interesting power source, like she embiggens, so she, you know, she turns her hand into a giant fist and punches people out, and then she can stretch her legs and kick people in the face. And I mean, it was an interesting power. She wasn't really one of the more powerful champions in MCOC, but it was entertaining to play with her power sets on occasion. Um, so that's pretty much all I knew. Uh, uh, for me, because I didn't really follow her in the comics, it did not bother me that they changed the beginning to a more... Well, I don't really know what it is. I mean, she uses the word cosmic in the show, but I'm I'm going to assume we will get a clearer answer as we progress throughout the series as to how 
she's getting the powers outside of the bangle and that sort of thing. Um, shout out to the bangles, wherever you are right now. Uh, but um, moving on to this show, let's talk about Kamala. What did we think of her first impressions? She's a total Avengers fangirl. She's so much of a fangirl that she's on YouTube making videos about the Avengers uh, just spectacularly. Uh, I mean, she's so, yeah, she's so much of a fangirl that she's, in essence, all of us watching Marvel movies. She loves the Marvel character so much. There's a fantastic meme that uses a quote from Euphoria where Maddie's like, wait, is this fucking play about us? Is this show about us? Fans of the MCU? Now, let's be real, though. It seems like the entire next generation of MCU characters seem to be fans of the Avengers. I mean, we have uh, Kate Bishop, or Kate Bishop, and uh, who else? The young people. Uh, Peter Parker is a fan of the Avengers. Uh, now, um, now uh, Kamala Khan is a fan of the Avengers. It seems like the next gen of heroes are huge fans of these heroes that inspired them. So first impressions on young Ms. Khan. Priscilla? My God, I love her so much. She reminds me of like going back in the day and seeing all those like nerds like hang out and like make music videos, like anime music videos that they'd post on YouTube and like go to conventions to hang out with like all of their like friends online and like just she's such a dork and she's a dork in the new millennial sense because like we're not making tiktoks and youtubes about it because our generation is older but like this new generation does that they're fans how dare you insult millennials (laughs) but she's so charming the only thing is she's such a how do I how do I phrase this? She's such a bubblehead, like in, in that like nothing when, when she's supposed to be like concentrating on something, she's like do 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 do. I'm gonna daydream about comics. Which by the way, that like art direction for that in the background, epic, beautiful. It reminded me of um, Spider Man, the multiverse, the the animated movie. Oh, into but, the Spider Verse. Yeah, that that's what it reminded me of. But it was super good. Like, the artists are, like, it, it looks like it could have been drawn from a really, really, really talented kid. Like, I, I, I don't mean to knock the artists at all when I say that. But it just, it looks really talented and really good. But I remember watching the, 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 the first minutes and being like, Kamala, focus. Come on, girl. Like, the principal's talking to you. I know he's he's another fluffball, but come on, focus. People are talking to you. Your friend is talking to you, and you're off in another dimension. Even when she's driving for the driving test, she's off in another dimension, which causes her to crash the car, which is, is cute. But I'm wondering if that's going to last very long. I kind of was siding with the mom being like, you have to... You have to think about real life sometimes, Koala. What the hell? I know, right? Like, yeah. Like, her daydreaminess was charming for the most part for me. Like, I didn't mind it at all. Because it gave me kind of Ally McBeal vibes for anybody that watched the sort of late 90s, early aughts uh, lawyer procedural dramedy that David E. Kelly had out. You know, Ally McBeal, she was a lawyer. She was a grown-ass human, though. But she would have, you know, sort of daydreams, like fantasy sequences that would be very realistic for her. And so it gave me sort of that vibe with Kamala. The, the one moment that really annoyed me was the driving test one. Like, that one was just a bit too much. And I get it that they were trying to play that one for laughs, but that was... That, like fell short for me it just seemed way too extreme and it made her seem almost uh incapable of you know doing anything for me so fortunately that kind of 
brushed away as the episode progressed. I would not mind having her sort of um, creative side, you know, these fantasies, uh, daydreams be incorporated. I think they're kind of neat um, just because visually they're incredibly impressive. And, and I think I'm going to keep on repeating that. That's going to be a recurring thing, at least from me, throughout our first podcast. The visuals were stunning. You know, the animation was, as you said, you know, appropriate for her because she's, you know, just, you know, a teen, you know, that, that clearly loves drawing. And then we saw all of that via the YouTube video that um, played at the start of the episode, um, which had Blinding Lights, which is a spectacular song by The weekend. although um, I feel like YouTube will probably take it off because of, what is it, the D... Um, the D-O-M-C or whatever the hell it is. The Millennial uh, Copyright Act. Pardon? I think, isn't it the Millennium Copyright Act or whatever it's called? Exactly. They probably would have gotten to that type of violation. Um, I, but she doesn't have that many viewers, though, so maybe, you know, it sort of slipped through the cracks on YouTube. Um, but, uh, yeah, like the animation was awesome. Uh, everything about her was really fantastic. Uh, I did not like that she was getting bullied. Um, there's another show of, on Netflix where one of the main characters was getting bullied. And I, I was not down for that either. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I did not enjoy her getting bullied, although I guess it's realistic. But still, I was like, no, Kamala, and, and please wake up, damn it. But, uh, Vinny, what about you? Your thoughts on everything Ms. Khan? Do you echo everything that we said about her thus far? Your first impressions on young Kamala? I love her. I, I think she's quirky. She gives me a little bit of a Pippi Longstocking vibe from way back when I used to watch Pippi Longstocking as a kid. You know. <laughs> Do you remember the Pippi Longstocking's movie? Yes. Yes, that's the one I'm thinking of. Yes, with that. <laughs> with that I have no idea how they would be able to do that in real life, but that hair that did like the whole curve. The wire. Yes, well, they, they had to have put wires on oh, that. Oh, yeah, no, girl. absolutely, yeah. Yes. No, I, it was really interesting because I, I agree with you, Jeff, and I'll even take it a little further. By the end of the episode, I was getting a little bit annoyed with the imagination because it was a little overkill for me. But then I watched it a second time, and something that her mother said multiple times, it's a recurring theme throughout the entire episode, which is, Kamala, you need to grow up. Kamala, you need to grow up. You need to focus on you. You need to get your head out of the clouds. So I'm almost wondering if it's going to start being very heavy on the imagination aspects and the the the, the crazy imagination, and that might kind of be reeled in a little bit as she does develop her superpowers and starts facing against real-world conflicts and opposition with whatever the antagonists are going to be. I, I it, it has me wondering if that's something, because I know Marvel has been really, really subtle sometimes not so subtle about how they like to put these little thematical elements in that play out throughout the episodes in, in current, you know, coincidentally with the plot. So I have that little theory in the back of my head. So that, that let me not be annoyed with the imaginations as much, but overall I, I loved her. I, I love her energy. The actress is amazing. She's, she's just very infectiously happy and she brings the appropriate life to this character because the character, like when I played the Avengers, she was a total fangirl. She was totally, absolutely, like, obsessed with them, short of being, like, crazy stalker. And she was that positive fan before it ventures into being unhealthy. And she really did bring the character to life. And this is a really difficult character because of the superpowers and because it's – this character has a lot of support and a lot of excitement about it. So she had a really, really big job. And not only did she successfully do it, I think she blew it out of the water. And I enjoyed her acting every step of the way. Yes. Yes. I agree with you. I think we're going to get Kamala, maybe not to the same extent because she is still a teen, teen uh, but I feel like we're going to get a little bit of a Kate Bishop type of growing up storyline for Kamala. Like Kate Bishop at the start of Hawkeye, uh, was, you know, a, a, a one type of character, you know, a college student who was, you know, just fucking up all the time. And by the end of it, well, I should say a privileged college student that was fucking up all the time. And by the end of it, she had matured 
a little bit. So I think we'll get a little bit of a maturity with Kamala in this uh, series as well. Because the series was, is sort of being billed as kind of like a coming-of-age story, just a coming-of-age story with uh, a young girl that has superpowers. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think I'm here for it. I'm excited. I'm down for everything Kamala. She has been so fantastic uh, just in this one episode. I can't wait to see what the, the other five episodes bring with her. So let's talk about her family. Let's talk about family life, home life for Kamala. What did we think of her family members, which consist of her mother, father, and uh, older brother? Vinny? So I play Avengers, as I mentioned, and in that game, you go to an Avengers convention with her father. And so that was really the only oh. like, previous iteration I got to encounter any of her family. Um, I remember a little bit from the comics, but not much. So I kind of went in for the rest of the family blind, but I really liked them. They're very, very genuine. As much as I hate using such cliche of a term, but they are. They, you know, they, they could have been very easily whitewashed and you know, their their Pakistani background muted down, but I'm really happy and proud that they went with it being a traditional family and the culture is very evident. Like when they talk about, you have to look in the mirrors and they're using the nicknames and she's saying my aunties and it, you're immediately immersed in this familial culture that is absolutely wonderful and it's genuinely portrayed, I felt. And overall, just emotionally, they feel like a family, like her and her brother, her and her mom and her dad, like they, they just really do interact with the joking and the fun and the poking and then the arguing and her teenage rebellion. Like I really, really enjoyed the family. Yeah, they were fun. They were adorable. Uh, and, uh, you know, coming from a Latinx family, I'm, I'm sure Priscilla, you could see a lot of your family members in in the parents and the brother and that sort of thing. Yeah, you know, that family dynamic, even though they're Pakistani, and 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 that sort of thing but there's there's something about that you know familial community that i could 100 percent relate to what about you priscilla yeah if you're a, a minority girl you you know exactly like strict overbearing parents that are like no we can't have our daughter be corrupted by evil men and skimpy suits and stuff like that like so right away when they started saying stuff like that I was like I get this completely I even got it when they were like oh new technology this is amazing this is brilliant and right away fuck it up because they have no idea how to use it like and and they're like please bring your friend to fix this for us because we have no idea what's going on I loved it I loved the dad the dad is so like my heart broke when when he turned into the Hulk and her, her mom's Aww. like, it's so, and she was like, it's so embarrassing. I'm like, no, look at him. Look at his face. You made him cry. What the hell's wrong with you? And the mom, perfect, like, strict, overprotective mom. But you could tell that, like, she really cares about Kamala and she really cares about her, um her friends too because remember when he comes she's like i'll fix you something and she she gives him like four tupperwares full of food like oh and you know all of that food was fucking delicious it was bomb it had to be but it was just i i as much as i've been online and i've seen a couple of people being like no she's overbearing and overprotective what kind of person doesn't let a 16 year old go to a convention by themselves it's it's stupid. I'm like, well, obviously you've never grown up in that like sort of regime because like there are people that don't let their daughters date until they're 18. Like I love how you called it a it, regime. Yes, <laughs> it's 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 its own nation. <laughs> but it is well, especially if it's you know if you are first generation American, like if you know your parents have uh, immigrated to the United States. You know, that mindset is very different than, you know, if it's parents whose grandparents were the immigrants, you know, Um, you know, you get, unfortunately, you know, part of, um, gosh, what's the word? What's the word Uh, when you go to the country and then you take on their values? Assimilation? Huh? 
Assimilation? Assimilation, there you go. Unfortunately, uh, you know, assimilation ends up happening with families, especially when you're an immigrant. You know, you want to take on, you know, what you see are like the values of the country and that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, you kind of lose a little bit of, uh, you know, that specialness of, of you know, your own uh, sort of heritage and that sort of thing. And, and so... Because it, it appears as if um, Kamala is first generation, you know, sh they still have sort of like, they, they aren't assimilated as much, you know, so they still have the core values of, uh, you know, that they grew up with, you know, that their parents, you know, taught them. I'm speaking of, that that, that would be uh, um, Kamala's grandparents taught her parents and that sort of thing. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a different world when you are, you know, a BIPOC in the United States, especially coming from another country where your parents are from another country. You know, there's a, it's like a whole different, as you said, Priscilla, it's a different regime. It's a different world that we have to sort of deal with. And uh, as first generations, like we're sort of dipping our toes in and out. You know, when you're at home, you're like, you know, surrounded by the culture of your parents. But when you leave the house, you're like Americanized. It's so weird. It's, it's, it's almost like a double life. Would you agree, Priscilla? Yeah. I, you, you described it perfectly. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, and, and you only know it when you've lived it. I do want to say one more thing besides like the parents, the brother, I was watching this with my boyfriend who has two little sisters and he's like how he was with his sister when where he stepped up to the plate and told the parents like hey you should really like that or go to the convention like it's something older brothers do even to like the little sisters that they that they're like you're gonna have to pray to, to pass this driver's test like it's it's exactly how he is and it's it, it melted his heart and it melted mine when I saw it. And I will say that uh, from murmurings online that in the comics, he's a lot more like an antagonist, but as much of an antagonist as a brother can be in a, in a TV series with in a, in a comic book series with a girl. So he's not Batman level, like bad guy, but like, you get what I mean. He's he's still he's a lot more strict. He's not as fun. Whereas this this one, like they they managed to meld and respect the fact that like he's extremely religious, but he's still like a really good brother. So yeah. Yeah, I like that. If they softened him for the series, um, then I'm glad that they did because I liked their dynamic. You know, at the start it was very much sort of like older brother annoying younger sister type of thing, but him sort of like going to bat for Kamala was really, really nice. Um, yeah, I look forward to what they do with Amir, uh, you know, because he basically is like the prodigal son. Like he is the the child that can do no wrong in the eyes of the parents. And uh, having that dynamic because they sort of see Kamala, maybe not as a complete fuck up, but, you know, as as someone that needs like molding a little bit more that needs, you know, maybe um, stricter rules and that sort of thing. That dynamic is really interesting to me. It's always been on TV shows. This is coming from someone that's an only child. So uh, seeing that dynamic lay out uh, with them, I think it's going to be kind of neat. Let's talk about Bruno Corelli, Kamala's best friend and potential love interest question mark what did we think of them together what do we think of him as a character are we shipping them already do we not want them to go there uh what yeah what do we think of them and can i just say speaking about visuals the visuals of how they interpreted texting on this show spectacular Loved it. I feel like I've seen something similar-ish somewhere else. I don't remember where, but this was probably the best way that I've ever seen text expressed on a show or in a film. It's there, like there's... Scott Pilgrim. 
Okay, yes. Yes. Um, so just Hollywood, pay attention because you don't have to just show us little text bubbles. Uh, this was absolutely brilliant. Yes. Vinny, I'll start off with you. What'd you think of Bruno and are you already shipping them? We don't talk about Bruno. No, no, no. <laughs> I have one word to say, and that is hashtag friend zoned. That's the vibe that I get. Um, I, 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 I feel like I would be very surprised if they did end up in a romantic relationship because I just, he's very much that ducky character and I'm aging myself here, but 16 candles. Um, we don't have a third person introduced as a love triangle option, but I just, I get the vibe that he's meant to be a friend and he may have feelings for her, but that they're not returned or they're just too young. Cause that's part of it too, is they're probably too young for these things to even really be considered too much yet. Uh, but as a character, I thought he was very, very humorous. I really enjoyed him as not so much a foil, but I can't think of a better word right now, but as a pairing with her, there was a very big element of like Laurel and Hardy when the two of them were together. Um, comical, but not to the point of slapstick, but obviously they both have these aspirations and they have these dreams, him with his inventions and her with, you know, being fascinated with super superheroes and superpowers. Um, so when you get them two together, you've got two people with their head in the clouds. And so I think the chemistry between them was really, really excellent. And I'm actually excited to see how much he spends this season getting her out of trouble. Yeah, I feel like that's coming 100%. Yes. I don't know if I want them together. I thought they were cute together. Clearly, he's interested in her 100% because we got, we saw the googly eyes. And the googly eyes come out when you have a crush oh, true. on someone. So he has the googly eyes. Maybe he has been friend-zoned without even realizing it. Also, they are teens. So, I mean, I'm in no rush for them to get paired up. Uh, and we still have no idea if she has her eyes on someone else as well. When you're a teen, I mean, you have crushes at school and that sort of thing. So uh, she might have her eyes on someone else completely. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Priscilla, your thoughts on Bruno? What do you think of him? And uh, do you agree with Vinny? Do you think he's going to be, uh, in essence, saving Kamala's butt at times, uh, maybe with some gadgets and that sort of thing? Oh, yeah. The whole him creating basically a little, like, Amazon Alexa for the parents made me think, like, this guy is bright. He's smart. Not only that, but he created um, the gloves for her, and that's pretty cool, too. Like, I, I can tell that he's going to be her sidekick in one way or another, but... I really hope they don't, like, switch it around and make him a bad guy because I really like the friendship dynamic. Like, I think it's really cute and, I don't know, I, it's very rare in TV to see a male and a female interact and be friends without them curtailing it into romance. Like, they always do it. Like, I can't even, like, not even Nancy Drew did it where they could have them be friends. Like, it, it had to be them one of them pining for the other figured out like later on so I'm I was a little disappointed when I saw the googly eyes happen in the rooftop I was like oh they're gonna make him like her and make her not notice that she likes him but maybe they'll figure it out later on but I don't know I I hope I I trust the creators of this show because if they made that text dynamic like show up really nicely if they kind of hinted that Bruno doesn't really have parents anymore but he's still like really close to her family if they had little hints that he really is wait Bruno doesn't have parents anymore yeah they hinted that in the in the thing because he went to the to his house by himself there's nothing there he lives by himself you think he lives by himself yeah Okay. See, I didn't really jump to that conclusion. I just feel like the parents, well, if there are parents, uh, that they run the convenience store. Like, he lives on top of the convenience yeah. store. I, I took it like they're just absentee because of work or something. Maybe. Well, Priscilla thinks they're dead. Yeah, I think they're dead, but 
Hey, I'm okay. not the dark one this time. <laughs> I know, right? Priscilla went to the funeral and everything. She brought a wreath. <laughs> she sent a card. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow. All right. Okay. Priscilla just killed off his parents. All right. Continue on, Priscilla. I did want to say one thing also that if if she had gone with her parents, if the dad had been Hulk and she had been like Hulk Jr., he would have been Bruce Banner. And that is really, really, really cute to me. I, I just, I love that dynamic together. All right. Well, here's the thing. He learned how to speak Urdu. So, I mean, you aren't learning someone else's language. I'm just saying, you know, if, if there isn't an interest. Uh, where it goes, I don't know. Um, yeah, they're teens. Let them figure life out first. I mean, she's got to figure out her entire future within the next couple days, according to her uh, guidance counselor at school. So there is that. All right. Uh, Moving right along. Uh, uh, Well, I'll mention this, and I don't know if anyone has any opinions or or any thoughts on any of it, but we are introduced to Kamala's other friend, Nakia. We also meet uh Kamala's former friend, someone that used to hang out with them, them Zoe, who's become sort of like a popular girl with like, you know, many followers on IG and that sort of thing. Uh, I feel like we will be getting more of, of both of them as the series progresses. Not to jump too far ahead, but it looks like Zoe might actually be fangirling over this mysterious person with powers that she met at the convention which i think she's wearing one of kamala khan's alternate outfits from the comics oh look at that that's a good little eye that you caught or a good little thing that you caught with your eye priscilla Mm -hmm. very nice so uh who knows maybe that might mean that might mean that the friendship um can be mended um yeah we'll see because it looks like they've uh fallen at the wayside clearly because she threw a damn uh, dodgeball right to the Kamala's face, but anyhow, there was that. Let's talk about AvengerCon. First of all, if there was an actual AvengerCon, would you go? Priscilla? Heck yes, for that Hulk opening, for getting signatures of Paul Rudd and his podcast. He has a podcast? What the fuck? To get one of those Groot Mr. Tree. Yeah. Awesome. And to see everybody cosplay in different forms, whether it's like the Captain Captain America or like Avengerettes, the ones that came out in the 1950s, or whether it's like seeing a cosplay contest of Carol Danvers, like everything about that is epic. And when I saw the, the giant head of um, Ant-Man... And I was like, shit, something's going to happen with this head. And when it fell, I was like, yep, knew it, knew it was going to happen. It was just there. It, it, it's like a giant Funko Pop. You know it's going to fall down because somebody's going to trip it over at some point. Ain't that the damn truth? Yes. So the whole like main action of the episode is Kamala and Bruno wanting to go to AvengerCon. And Kamala has been perfecting her Captain Marvel costume. Captain Marvel is her favorite Avenger. And it looked like she wasn't going to go, then she was going to go, then she wasn't going to go, then she was. But she ended up going. She had the perfect plan that uh, crumbled immediately. Uh, but they actually do make it to the convention. She snuck out. It's a whole situation. Teenagers sneak outside of the house. It happens. Vinny, would you go to AvengerCon? And uh, Priscilla gave her thoughts just in general about the visuals of AvengerCon. What would you think of AvengerCon? I would totally go. I might even have to brush off my old drag career and go in Scarlet Witch drag. That might be scary nowadays. I don't know. Maybe. But I would totally go either way. I think it would be fun. <laughs> I, I, what was really funny is I, as they walked into the convention and all that, my first reaction was like, wow, this is kind of like a little bit of like a, a not top tier convention, which was kind of cool, actually. Um, it was more of a smaller scale convention than like in the video game, what you experience when you go to one. It's like a huge memorial, like 
convention or something. But this was like purely made for fans by fans, and it, it was very much like I've never been to a convention myself, but I've heard stories about what different ones are like, and it sounds like what early conventions are when a series of cons starts and they don't have all the money. There's a lot more heart put into it than than marketing, and I loved the this everything. It, it was it was absolutely gorgeous, and the visuals were great. I loved the Captain Marvel statue. Um, the Ant-Man statue and just overall like I liked the smaller scale and I also just really liked the lighting in this scene the the lighting effects they had not not for the special effects but the lighting at the the con itself with all the different colors and the way they illuminated Captain Marvel I thought they did a really bang up job with that but most importantly like walking away from this scene like you almost feel like you're at the convention with them because they're so excited to be there having so much fun and I like that they showed them doing the types of things that people do, like getting photos with a cosplayer or so-and-so. It, it really, it really, really kind of immersed you further because I know that's the first thing that I would do is I'd be walking around wanting to take pictures of everything and everyone that I could. Ain't that the damn truth? Yes. Uh, the one thing that hasn't been mentioned yet is I love the memorial for Black Widow and Iron Man. I thought that was really nice. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, they did a good job with that just because... You know, we have to remember we have lost some heroes, and I feel like sometimes, you know, the productions kind of forget that. Um, at times, uh, I mean, like Spider-Man pretty much is is the series that remembers Tony Stark and uh, Hawkeye, and uh, you know, the Black Widow film is kind of like remember Natasha. But uh, it was nice that they they even did that. Also, just to go back to um, Kamala's YouTube video. The fact that she knew so much details about the fight with Thanos, I thought that was interesting. Uh, so, you know, just like finding out from these series, you know, much like, uh, you know, the, the Hawkeye series, what Kate Bishop knew about the fight and that sort of thing. Just finding out what like the common person knew about the situation is really interesting. Um, shout out to the Avengers or Captain America musical, I should say, and that sort of thing. Uh, okay, so earlier in the episode, we're, we're introduced to a bangle that uh, is sent to uh, um, Kamala's house. Uh, I forget who they mentioned. I think it was an aunt or something that had it. And, pardon? It was Nani. Oh, it was Nani. Sent over a box and had a whole bunch of trinkets and doodads and whatever. And there's an interesting bangle that immediately captures... Kamala's eyes. Her mother takes it away, says it's nonsense, whatever, take it up to the attic. As Kamala is putting the final touches on her costume, one of the directives, I guess, from the con is, you know, to wear the cosplay at, you know, put, put an accent of yourself in the cosplay. And so she ends up putting the bangle on once she gets to the convention and a whole bunch of uh, cosmic-y energy ends up uh, flowing all over her and uh, she is able to uh, I don't really know what she did she's able to make light plasma type of things shoot out of her hands which completely impress not just the con attendees, the host, uh, the fellow uh, uh, cosplayers that are part of the Captain Marvel um, cosplay contest. Uh, and unfortunately, she doesn't know how to control these new powers. Uh, so stuff starts falling all over the place. She tries to help out. I mean, it's a mess. It is a mess. And we're in the year 2022. Uh, or at least, I don't know what year it is for Ms. Marvel. Because, you know, the, the blip and all that kind of stuff. Maybe we're in 2022 or maybe 2023. I don't know. But uh, everyone is videotaping this. Uh, they're recording it on their phones. And uh, they're capturing the footage of this powered person at the con. All right, listeners. We have had a wonderful time here expressing our love and adoration for the show because it has been wonderful. We're going to take a little detour into the persnickety 
side streets of this podcast, and we're going to get one Vinnie Hatcher's take on Kamala's powers. Or Kamala's, I should say. (laughs) So, for those of you who have not read the comics, her powers actually originate from a much larger event that happens within the comic book universe, Mm -hmm. where Black Bolt, because of him wanting the Inhumans to no longer be terrorized by humans and hunted, whatever... Uh, I believe there's also a version where he did it because of Thanos. He releases what is called Terrigen Mist into the atmosphere. And Terrigen Mist is a mist that was created to bring mutants who had gone dormant back to life with their powers. Inhumans, not mutants. uh, Well, mutants and inhumans. They kind of cross over in the comic books. Okay. Um, Apparently, for this particular story, it, it was she has an inhuman gene that is latent. So... In the comic, she's a latent inhuman who has not come into her powers. The, the mist is released, and that ignites her powers because that's what it did to tons of people across the, the world when the mist was released. Um, and her powers in the comics are actually not only the embiggening, but she also can shapeshift, if I remember correctly, as well. Um, so that could still show up later. Um, but my main persnicketiness with this is that we are standing at the precipice of just coming out of the multiverse – with Doctor Strange, and we've had, you know, multiple journeys into there before, and it's been getting dropped that they're bringing the X-Men in eventually, which only means at some point, maybe one day, we will get the Inhumans again. But I honestly saw this as a great opportunity for them to begin the process of bringing the mutants out. Um, Not necessarily with Mist being released in the entire world, but something to that she did have a gene. Right. Like, I thought this would be a great time for them to start bringing in the Inhumans and the mutants or I I don't see why they changed it to a bangle and kind of reduced her powers. But we don't know if they're reduced yet. We'll find out. Um, But, yeah, the the bangle just seems a little hokey to me compared to how awesome her origin was. And I think it would have been cool if they like sized it down and somehow the latent gene in her that she had and they could have made it a mutant gene or something. came to life so we had that seed of story to be flowering later down the line in other movies and shows and maybe bring in mutants and inhumans but yeah that's my persnicketiness all right priscilla talk to me about it tell tell uh, tell all of us why Vinny's wrong they don't want to flick the switch on them on the mutants yet so i can see why they didn't make that happen and i don't think they'd flick the switch in a tv series i just don't i think it's gonna come from a movie series i was expecting it to come in doctor strange with wanda but it just it never mm-hmm. happened so um but i know she could have whispered mutants right instead of no mutants mm-hmm. i thought that was gonna happen honestly but and in humans, they tried that. We got that in IMAX. It was terrible. Oh, yeah, because it was butchered. So I don't necessarily think that the head honcho of Marvel wants to go back to it. They even, like, in, in Doctor Strange, they even killed off Black Bolt just to show in another um, universe just to show that, like, Hashtag spoiler alert. fuck this. Like, no, not going to happen. Not anymore. (laughs) So if they couldn't use Inhumans and they couldn't use Mutants, the Bangle is a pretty, like, interesting way of bringing in um, some Asian, like, twist to it, which brings it further into, like, her background. South Asian. yeah, her background as like a person, which I like, and I, I've heard some criticisms about the bolts and how they looked, but I thought that they looked kind like, kind of similar to Carol's powers, and I liked that, and I I felt like they they made a nod to her embiggening powers by having the bolts turn into kind of like a hand, a a giant hand that like goes out and grabs her, her friend Zoe and brings yes. her down. Yeah. So if, if they're going to have a 
little twists like that to her powers and make it so it doesn't look as terrible. And I will say as terrible as Mr. Fantastic looks like in some of his movies. Like I I think CJ has come real far, but we, we still haven't made it. So Gumby looks good. But um, other than that, I, I really liked her powers. I thought, I thought that the beginning, the scene where she's like, looking at all the cameras flashing at her and being and putting her hand like to her face the camera shots showed how frenetic everything was and how chaotic it was in her head and how she like was trying to focus but all of these cosmic powers are inside of her and then they just come out as bolts like it's it there's so much energy in those shots like in the background not not in the background but just like how you feel for her, how you feel like, shit, everything must be so confusing for her right now. But so full of power. Like, it's it's genius shots. I loved it. I loved how they, it was kind of like diagonal and everything. It looked good. So, yeah, I'm a fan of Kamala's powers. Yeah, I didn't mind the powers. I thought they were represented visually, like, impressive, like, in a neat kind of way. I'll be honest, I still have no idea what the hell her powers are. So I hope that, you know, the next episode, the episodes after that, we at least get a greater understanding as to, A, where these powers are coming from. B, is it the bangle? Is it her and the bangle? Now that the bangle maybe activated the powers, does she still need the bangle? I don't mind the bangle because, as Priscilla said, it's part of her heritage. So it's it's kind of neat that they've weaved that into her costume. And uh, what are the powers? That's what I want to know. Like, is it just light? Is she manipulating energy? Um, you know, I know that there's there's probably going to be some sort of correlation. Maybe maybe what they want to do with Captain Marvel. I don't know. Um, so we'll have to wait and see at least for me, but, uh, I enjoyed what we got and I did enjoy the hand. I I thought that was kind of cool. And let's be real after that girl was such a bitch towards her, her getting hit, you know, with, uh, what was the first thing? It wasn't the head. It was, um, the thing that swung. I don't remember, but I, I do remember what you're talking about. Okay. But do you remember what it was? What was the thing that swung that she ended up getting like oh, a wrecking ball? Oh, it was um, it, the, 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 the Mjolnir, the hammer. Oh, yes, yes, yes. When she got hit by Mjolnir and she was swung like a wrecking ball, I mean, it was fantastic. Like, I felt like she deserved that because she was like a little bit of a bitch earlier in the episode to Kamala. And uh, I'm not down for that. Uh, but yeah, like the whole thing was incredibly chaotic it was spectacular. She didn't end up getting her crown. That was probably not going to be made of real diamonds. But she had to skedaddle because I she was. Have a question for you. Oh yes, go ahead. You. Do you think the mom knows? I think the mom knows that there's something with the bangle. Yes. Um, I I hope she knows more than what I feel she knows. But yeah, like she immediately looked at the bangle and was like, "Oh hell to the motherfucking no." This shit's going up to the attic. No, no, no. This, yeah, we're not doing this yeah. shit again. I feel the same way. I, I honestly feel like she knows that it has powers or that it does something. Because the way that she talks about Nani, it's like she feels like this person either wasted their life or something really bad happened to them. Because she clearly has a bad opinion of whatever happened to Nani's life. Um, not that she's dead, because we don't know. I'm just saying in general. I feel like it's coming from a place of... She knows and she disapproved of the superhero stuff or it got her in big, big trouble and she had she was killed or something like that. So, yeah, but I I definitely think she knows. Yeah. And much like Kate Bishop, she's going to prove her mother wrong in regards to, uh, you know, super heroics and all that kind of stuff. What about you, Priscilla? Do were you sort of leaning in that direction as well as far as the. Yeah, I I think that that. When you finally see her, like, in action, besides the convention, because I don't really think she's following, like, people who put, like, videos of what happened on Twitch or, like, on 
freaking YouTube or Twitter. I, I just, I don't think that she's going to find out that way, but she's going to find out another way. Like she's trying to save New York City or something. And that's when she figures out that Kamala has powers. Or maybe okay. damage control is going to come and like fuck shit up for her. Well, we will be talking about them in a moment. Uh, before we get into that, uh, Kamala ends up going home and she's much later than she had planned. I think what she planned on being home by like nine something and it's like 11 something. And uh, they did what I hoped was going to happen. And that's her mother was in the room waiting for her. And, uh, you know, we get, you know, a, a sort of just POC parents talking to their child type of situation where it's like, what the hell are you doing with your life? Basically, you know, you lied, you planned this and you lied. It was just for me, beautifully acted a great moment that just reminds us that uh, Kamala is still a teen. She's a kid and she disobeyed her parents. And so, you know, she's she's going to suffer the consequences as any teen should. Uh, any thoughts on all of this, before we get into the mid credit scene, just anything that hasn't been discussed yet about the episode before we get into the mid credits. Nope. All right, I guess we covered it all. Okay. Uh, wait, oh, yes, I Priscilla? Have one thing. Like, the mom's lecture is a perfect, like, minority mom reaction to daughter, like, rebelling. Like, it's it was perfect. Like, and it broke my heart at the same time being like are you gonna be the good girl are you gonna be like the person that you want to be like and I was like oh no how dare you say that because she she wants to be both but I think throughout the series we're gonna find out that she can't be both she can't be what her mom expects a good girl to be and be a superhero and be Kamala Khan at, at school like it's just she can't compartmentalize her life like that it's going to be kind of like a Peter Parker situation where she's going to have to decide what she wants to do. I'm here for it. Okay. So, surprisingly, after I will say a beautiful credit sequence, um, all these shows have spectacular credit sequence that have Easter eggs. Uh, Trust a bro from Hawkeye showed up. In you know the fantastic end credit sequence, the the, the imagery, uh, so um, that was fascinating. But after that, we get our first. I think y'all can correct me if I'm wrong. Our first ever mid credits scene in a premiere. I think, and it has to deal with the Department of Damage Control. We see an agent, Agent uh, Cleary, that we've seen in the past. And uh, he's going over video footage with a fellow agent from Kamala's incident at AvengerCon. They discuss, you know, the fact that this is a new powered person that they know nothing about. So they have to go investigate. Brum, brum, brum. This should be very interesting. So what did we think of the mid credit sequence? I'm going to assume that everyone stuck around and saw it and did not have to find out in another sort of way that there was a mid-credit sequence. Uh, Vinny, we'll start off with you. Mid-credits. Exciting? Eh, kind of. Um, I, I, I would be curious to see where they're going to go with it because I don't know much about the Department of Damage Control. Um but it was unexpected and predictable for me that the, that something was going to happen with her using her powers. The moment that nobody at the convention reacted poorly when her powers started and they were videoing it, it meant to me, okay, so this is exponentially going to be exposed to more people and someone's going to see it that doesn't like it. And so when that happened after the credits, I wasn't surprised. I'm not saying I didn't like it, but I, I, I have a feeling we're going to go with like a, a, a witch hunt type atmosphere for her being persecuted in some way for her powers because she's brand new and everyone's scared. Okay. Well, you're going in a complete negative direction. Something's bad that's going <laughs> to happen to her. All right. 
I kind of feel like they are going to try to find her to at least try to understand who she is and what her powers are and that sort of thing. Because I don't think damage control has thus far been sort of introduced in this universe as like nefarious people. Like we've seen them kind of cleaning stuff up in the Spider-Man films, uh, but uh, we haven't really seen them be nefarious. So I don't think it's going to be something as nefarious as Vinny says. Priscilla, what about you? Your take on what they might do with damage control? I think they're going to try. I'm not sure if damage control ever tries to recruit superheroes to their pow- to their like regime to help out, but. They might do that in the end after they needle the shit out of her and tell her that she can't be a superhero with superpowers because of reasons. Because they, I don't know, I got a really bad vibe from them when they were trying to intimidate Peter Parker. And I was like, I don't really like these guys. They're they're mean and they're... I don't know, they're, they're, they're overly focused on things that they shouldn't be focusing on. Like... there's damage in the streets, yes, but they just saved a busload of children. Did you not see that? Like, they're focusing on the wrong aspect of superheroes. And I think that's going to happen with Kamala. Okay, then maybe I've completely blocked the previous damage control appearances in Spider-Man, because I don't remember that. Uh, Okay, so maybe it could be nefarious. I don't know. Vinny, you might be right. Yes. All right. Uh, okay, so I would love a crackpot theory. Where do we think the villain is coming from? It, could it be damage control? Is there going to be someone else out there? You know, I'm not necessarily asking for a villain to be named, but where do we think the villain is going to come from? Because at the end of this episode, we didn't even get really a tease for a villain unless it is going to be damage control. Any thoughts, any crackpot theories before we head into the MVP? I mean, it's not crackpot. I think it's going to be the D, the DC. Um, I, I mean, and I didn't mean, when I said witch hunt, like, I don't think they're going to try and kill her. Like, I don't think that's what it is. But I think what we're going to get is a government organization going up against a strong-willed, rebellious young teenager who suddenly has powers and doing damage control and trying to get her, un- maybe not under their finger, like, to work for them, but... I, a butting of heads. I, I don't know if we're going to get a traditional, like, really bad antagonist or villain. I would honestly be surprised because this does feel like a feel-good show. Um, but I, I do think they're going to be the ones that are going to be the driving force going against her. Okay. I'm glad you said what you said. Not about damage control because I don't, I, I don't really have an opinion yet on where they're going to go with that. But I'm glad you said that I don't think we're going to get a traditional villain because I feel like we're not going to get a traditional villain on this show either. Just because I think it is going to be a coming-of-age story for Kamala. So if we get any sort of villainous type of thing, it has to be, at least I think, age appropriate to her not to say you know because peter parker is a teen and he fights you know adults bad guys and that sort of thing but he's a superhero now at a very different level than kamala like she's just coming into these powers so i think her villain is going to be much more micro than macro is what i think um interestingly enough because we focused a lot on the family it might be interesting if the villain was someone in the family, or maybe not villain, but an antagonist. Uh, because if her mom sort of eyed the bangle in a certain way, I wonder if other people in the family might know about that bangle. And maybe they their um, intentions maybe aren't as pure as maybe Kamala's. That might be kind of interesting, because that would keep the... Um, antagonistical energy closer to home kind of literally but it would allow for this coming of age story this coming into super power story be a lot more focused on kamala versus a you know a some sort of conspiracy out there or like a bigger bigger bad uh i think this storyline will be much more micro than macro so i agree with you Vinny. priscilla please take note 
Okay, yes. It's kind of historic. <laughs> yes, but Priscilla, would you actually say you agree with Vinny as well, or do you have your own crackpot theory as to where any villainous, or instead of villainous, if we want to use antagonistic energy, could come from? I have two crackpot theories that it could be the best friend after he finds out, like, he can't have Oh, that's her. why you said what you said. Because you yeah. said a line, and I was like, where did that come from? But now I now I understand the method to your madness. You feel like he could feel betrayed. Yeah. Okay. They love teenage drama like that. But, um... And I know that her brother is, like, kind of like an antagonist in the comics, but I don't really feel like the show's gonna go, like, that route with him this time around. So... It's either going to be damage control or it's going to be the friend. It's one or the other. Okay. All right. I like it. I love a crackpot theory. So uh, let's get into the MVP, the most valuable player. State which character impressed you throughout the episode and why. Once a character has been chosen, they cannot be selected again. So choose wisely. Let's start off with Priscilla. Who is your MVP and why? My MVP has to be Kamala. Come on. She's so cool. She made me like someone who's, like, head in the clouds, like, space case. And I haven't had that feeling since I saw Usagi in Sailor Moon, for Christ's sake. Like, I love her. I think she's really, really cute. I think she's bubbly and bright. And I'm looking forward to finding out more about her and more about her powers. That one taste that we got at the con wasn't enough and the humor that we get from her oh my god when she ate it on the tree i fucking cracked up super loud like i snorted i laughed so hard it was just funny so yes i i feel like this was just the cherry on top of like a marvel sunday like it was perfect so perfect she definitely gets my MVP. She is the one named Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel? No? All right. Moving on. Vinny, what about you? Honestly, I'm going to go with her mom, since obviously Kamala was my first choice, but her mom is a close second, because I feel like her mom is a very, very, very important and pivotal character in her life, obviously because it's her mother, but also... Plot-wise, I think her mother is the grounding force that she resents right now, but she's going to need. And that, I, I feel like we've already seen that they have the type of relationship that, like, even if she messes up, her mom will certainly lecture her, they'll talk about it, and she might still be mad, but she's never not going to be there for her. And I think that's going to be really important. And that's the vibe that I got from the interaction. So I found her character really awesome and really supportive to the story. So she was my uh, second choice for MVP. Yes, and I'm officially disgusted with you because she was my <laughs> choice. She's fantastic. Yes, but I will I will go the adorable route. We do talk about Bruno because I'm going to give the MVP to Bruno. Although, let's be real, the actual MVP was Kamala. But Bruno was just so sweet and kind and such an incredibly supportive friend to Kamala. I thoroughly enjoyed him even though he was giving the googly eyes even though he might be in the friend zone he is uh, a spectacular inventor and uh, we need young inventors in the mcu because tony stark does not exist anymore he's dead much like priscilla thinks bruno's parents are dead so i don't know if they're dead but hopefully he's not an orphan um so yeah i'll give it to bruno because i enjoyed sort of like the teenage angst and uh, and also the, the teenage love you know whether it's romantical or not there's love there you know he really cares about his friend kamala now it's time to rate the episode how would you rate this episode on a scale of one to ten bangles the point system is allowed, and if you found the episode exceptional, deserving of more than a 10, you may grant it the coveted Golden Bangle. Vinny, you may begin. I'm going to give it a solid 10. Uh, I think it was an excellent introduction to a character that I feel as many people are familiar with as, as should be now that I'm finding out more about her. Uh, 
you know, it was very curious how they were going to pull things off with their powers and the change in the way that they were doing it and just bringing someone that's not as prominent to the screen. And they did a great job and they, they included aspects of culture and respect for that culture. And there was a feeling of excitement by the end of it. I, it was over so fast that I wanted more. Um, and it, it really, really was an excellent introduction to her overall because it left me wanting for more. It left all of us wanting more. And I really like the imagination that is evident in some of the scenes and the humor. It's, it's kind of a nice, just like fun ride. And I'm really excited to see where it takes us. Fantastic. All right. Starting off with a solid 10. Priscilla, what about you? How would you rate this episode? And are you rating it with little animation via Allie McBeal or Lizzie McGuire? Yes, I'm animating it with the perfect, like, ah, dang it. I can't even say it's a 10 because it's a golden bangle for me, but there's no emoji for golden bangle. But just know if there was, it would be coming out like right of, like maybe the little smiley face with the halo to be the bangle. But yes, perfect bangle. It was awesome. The effects were good and fresh. The acting was just congenial and it left you feeling like you had like a warm hug afterwards. I couldn't even watch Obi-Wan Kenobi afterwards. I was like, you can't top that. I should have watched it before. Miss Marvel was just epic. So for sure, I have to say that this is a golden bangle. It was, it's the best pilot that Marvel has directed since WandaVision, for Christ's sake. So, so wow. yeah. Wow. All right, so so some big words, uh, but I will co-sign. Golden Bangle for me as well. It was uh, practically perfect, uh, for me at least. It was so much fun. I love the energy of the series. The visuals, once again, the visuals were stunning. It's incredibly, spectacularly rewatchable. It was a good time. It was a fun time. I thoroughly enjoyed spending almost an hour of my life with the cons. Uh, They were just fantastic. Uh, And I look forward to the next episode and the rest of uh, the series. Uh, Yes, I am here for all of it. And on that note, join us next time for a brand new installment of the Avengers Initiative, Ms. Marvel. Here's our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. Just search for The Avengers Initiative, Ms. Marvel, and subscribe. Thanks, announcer. My hosts, please wish the listeners a good night, starting off with Priscilla. She is the one named Miss Marvel. <laughs> I had to, to add into that effect. I liked that joke. So, yeah. Goodbye, everybody. Listen to the Bengals. <laughs> yes. Fantastic. And Vinny. You can listen to the bangles, or you can remember that I'm your Venice, I'm your fire, I'm the one that you desire to have a good night. Shout out to Vanorama. It's <laughs> fantastic. Thanks for tuning in. Subscribe to the Avengers Initiative, Ms. Marvel, via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. New episodes release every Friday. You can also download the entire series by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. Good night. Good night.